The Christian life cannot be reduced to a man-made list of things to do and not to do. However, when God gives a specific list in Scripture, we must take careful note of His priorities. Today, we examine the Lord's to-do list found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we uncover divine instructions for the last days. The Lord has a way of saying things. In fact, He has a way of saying things so simply, so succinctly, uh, that we can remember them. Uh, the Lord's lists are oftentimes this way in Scripture. For example, you think of the Ten Commandments, how easy they are to remember because of the way they are stated. The Lord always speaks with great plainness. And when you come to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and you begin to walk through this list that our Lord gives us of how we're to live in the last days, we come to a section of this list that has, I think, some of the most powerful verses in all of Scripture. And they're short, and they're simple, and they're straightforward. Oh, but my friends, to live them, that's the thing. We come today to three commands. Let me read them to you. I think you'll recognize them. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16, 17, and 18. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, if you've been listening and joining us in this study, you'll remember that the previous verses, the context of these three commands, are really all about relationships. Do you remember he, he talks about our relationship to the enemy? He talks about our relationships to one another in the church body. He talks about our relationship to those who are over us, spiritual leaders. He talks about our relationship uh, to those that are unruly and the feeble-minded and the weak. He talks about our relationship to those who, who give evil to us. He talks about our relationship to all men, to those who are outside the church, to those who may not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, after all of the discussion on relationships, isn't it beautiful to see how he says, all right, now lift your head heavenward, look Godward. He turns our attention away from the people and back to the Lord. Why is that? Because if you're going to rejoice evermore, you're going to pray without ceasing, you're going to in everything give thanks, you're going to have to live your life not looking at people, but constantly looking again and again to the Lord. Do you remember the verse in Hebrews that says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith? That word looking is an interesting word. It literally, it's a directional word. It literally means to take your attention and concentration off of one thing deliberately and turn it in another direction. So the idea is the Lord is saying, get your attention off of everybody and off of everything and get your eyes back on the Lord Jesus. You see, your joy cannot be rooted in others. At times, it'll have to be in spite of them. People are going to disappoint you. They're going to distract you, discourage you, disillusion you. But you can always look to Jesus. Now, there's never any failure in Him, never any disappointment in the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been using this expression, as you well know, enjoying the journey. And uh, if you've not heard me say this, years ago I heard a preacher say that he knew he was going to enjoy the destination, but he thought the Lord wanted him to enjoy the journey. That's really how the Lord began working in my heart about this matter of being a joyful Christian. But the joy on any journey is the companionship. And our companion is Christ. 
No matter who else is beside you, no matter who else is before you or behind you, no matter who else is in your life as far as relationships, the preeminent relationship is your relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, instead of living your life looking around all the time, look up, get your head up, look to the Lord Jesus Christ. So what do these three commands have in common? Well, let's just begin here today, all right? All three commands direct us to Christ. And let's take them one at a time. First of all, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice evermore. Now that may sound like a, a beautiful thing and something you say, that sounds like such a happy verse. But friends, that's a hard verse to apply. Evermore? Uh, continually? We'll come back to that thought a little later. Did you know that this verse is actually, in the language of Paul's day, in the language uh, that the Bible was written in, it is actually the shortest verse in our Bible. And so here is the shortest verse with the grandest truth. Here is the shortest verse with perhaps one of the biggest commands, and that is to learn the secret of true and lasting joy. Well, our joy is in one person. Our joy is in Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4, says that we're to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Do you hear that continuation? Always, evermore. The only way you can keep on rejoicing is if your joy is rooted in Jesus Christ. You see, the hymn writer had it right. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to His name. Your health may change. Your family will change. Your surroundings will change. Your job may change. Your school may change. Your church may change. Everything may change, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Root your joy in Him, and you can learn how to rejoice evermore. And then what about the next one? 1 Thessalonians 5.17 pray without ceasing. Well, how does this direct us to Christ? Because our only access is through Jesus Christ. The only way I can keep praying is through the access and authority that is given to me by the beautiful Son of God, the one who at this moment is seated at the right hand of the Heavenly Father, and listen to these words, He ever liveth. Pray without ceasing. He ever liveth making intercession for you and I. Did you know Jesus is the only one who truly has ever prayed without ceasing. There have been seasons perhaps in your life where you've prayed without ceasing, the spirit of prayer continually. But our Lord Jesus, He is the great intercessor. His entire life was an intercession. He prayed for you in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed for you in John 17. He prayed for every sinner on the cross when He cried, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. At this moment, He is praying for you at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. He is praying without ceasing. That means... When you come to prayer, at any time today, when you begin to pray, you actually come to a prayer meeting that is already in progress. Isn't that a beautiful thought? The Heavenly Father, His beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who prays for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, at this moment, they're already having a beautiful communion and conversation about you. So when you come to pray, you enter into that. The only way to pray without ceasing is to keep your eyes on the one who prays without ceasing, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. I've quoted it for years, but Robert Murray McShane once said, If I could hear Jesus praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a thousand enemies. And then he stopped and said, But the distance makes no difference. He is praying for me. Perhaps you cannot see him or hear him today, but I tell you on the authority of the Word of God that he ever liveth making intercession for you and I. You can rejoice evermore because of Christ. You can pray without ceasing because of Christ. And then 
you can give thanks in everything because of Christ. Uh, let me prove it to you. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 20 is a great cross-reference. It says, giving thanks always. Doesn't, does that sound like in everything give thanks? Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, here's the secret, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that everything in your life is wonderful. It doesn't mean that everything in your life is always easy, but Jesus is always good. And Christ always knows what He's doing in our lives. That's why 1 Thessalonians 5.18 ends this way, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You can keep giving thanks today because Christ is in you. Christ is working for you. And Christ knows exactly what He's doing. Get your eyes off everybody. Get your eyes back on Jesus. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We hope you will take the time to read through 1 Thessalonians 5 and ask the Lord to help you do what matters most to Him today. Thank you for listening and praying for this Bible teaching ministry. Find out more at scottpauley.org. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.